Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. (laughs) Jackie, Brian, and I are just laughing because you think that you're coming on to hear us do a podcast. We actually just love to meet once a week and chat. And then we happen to talk about all these cool topics. I am so excited. We're just letting them in. We're letting yeah. them in on our private conversation. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you who have not heard my magnificent friend, Jackie Bryan, she is an RN, a certified nutrition specialist, a whole health educator, a certified health coach, just a really magnificent person. She is here today and we are talking about a topic that I, I'm just floored by. I had no idea that this was at the root of so much disease and so much illness and so much pain. And I didn't even realized that it was at the root of cancer. And as a stage four cancer survivor, if I can explore anything that's going to help keep me healthy now that I have no visible sign of disease, I want to know about it. And I just figured you would want to know about it too. So Jackie, welcome back to Beating Cancer Daily, my dear friend. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Again, it's always great meeting with you every week. I absolutely love it. I was thinking about this topic. You didn't even say what the topic was. You said, I love this topic, but you didn't actually say. So should we do a little drum roll? (laughs) 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 I come out of the movie industry and television industry, and that is called a big tease. And if you look at Casablanca, one of my favorite movies, they talk about Rick for a whole bunch of the beginning of the movie. And then you can't wait to meet Rick. So now they can't wait to hear this topic of, you say it, girl. I know, we haven't even said it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, we should do a whole podcast and never say the topic. And then just see if at the end they can guess what we were talking about. Well, inflammation, I think you and I were talking, we were brainstorming, we're like, oh my gosh, we're doing all these great podcasts and we're telling everybody, you'll reduce your inflammation this way, you can reduce your inflammation that way, you got to get more sleep, you have to get more fruits and vegetables. But then we were like, wait a minute, does everybody know what inflammation is? (laughs) Well, they will by the end of this podcast. You know, it's almost like we're backpedaling a little bit. Okay, guys, we're going to tell you why you want to do all those things we've talked about in the many <laughs> podcasts that we've already done, which is inflammation, reducing inflammation. And I, you said it at the beginning, but you didn't use the word, but inflammation is linked to almost every health condition, especially the, the chronic inflammatory uh, conditions, things like rheumatoid arthritis, cancer, you know, I'm a 20-year breast cancer survivor, 
um, myself. I became particularly interested in, in inflammation at that point, heart disease, diabetes, asthma, and even Alzheimer's. I, I, we know it's linked to so many things. So I think you and I talking today is is not about finding necessarily the right medicine to take to reduce inflammation. It's more about changing your lifestyle. We are a let's pop a pill society. When I take a pill for that will fix this problem and you and I are shouting from the rooftops, guys, listen, we've got some stuff that we can do that is not related to taking a pill. It's related to your nutrition, how you're sleeping, all of those things. I know personally so many people who work with you privately or in your groups and I can tell you pretty much every single person says that because of the different recommendations that you've personalized for everyone, that they are so much less reliant on medicines in terms of just things that would cover up the symptoms. And I'm excited by that because I love when you say that we can become so much more efficient as healthful Mm -hmm. beings. And then Mm -hmm. look, there's, I take medicine. I have to take synth, not synthroid. I have to take tyrosine. I take um, a thyroid medicine every morning. I have to take Mm -hmm. that. It's, I'm at a stage now where I'm relying on that to help me function. But there's, if you have to take a pill, you have to take a pill. But what I see is that so much over this counter stuff that we're popping if we could just follow a more healthful, conscious way of sleeping, eating, being, relaxing, maybe we wouldn't have to take so much and these health conditions wouldn't escalate. I wish I had known you over 30 years ago when my diet was terrible, my sleep was abominable. We know we're working on my sleep still. My stress level was That's still a work in progress. <laughs> still work. My stress level was so high from being in a bad marriage. I had a really difficult mm-hmm. pregnancy. So I know that I was not set up for success. And you can trace back most definitely why I really fell into this really terrible cancer trap. But I'm telling you that. I am so excited just to put this all together in one episode so people can have such a great overview about inflammation and then go back and listen to the magnificent episodes that you've done on magnesium, on bones, on brain, on poop. (laughs) There's so many (laughs) lemons. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I first I want to say I'm so glad you just said what you just said a, a, a couple seconds ago about not stopping your medication because what I do and and I'm, I might be a little different than than holistic practitioners other holistic practitioners I'm a, I'm a whole person healthcare provider but I view people through really three different lenses as a Western medicine practitioner because I am a registered nurse as a Eastern medicine practitioner, because I, I am a nutrition expert, and then also as a survivor, right? So I'm looking at the whole picture. And so the way I approach improving our lifestyle is never do this instead of that. So don't skip the Western medicine and do, do the Eastern medicine technique. I, I like to take whatever they're doing with their Western medicine team, 
whether it be medication for a thyroid or cancer, whatever, and then find ways to complement that through lifestyle. And that's really what we're doing, this and that, right? And that's what I like to do to help people reduce inflammation. If, if we think about what inflammation is, it's, it's a natural response from our body. You know, our body is detecting that something's thrown out of balance, right? So something's a little off. And it's a part of the body's inherent immune response. And, and it's not always bad, right? So the part that's not always bad is like the acute inflammation. That's when our body is detecting that we damage some cells. Like when you fell down the stairs. Remember when you <laughs> fell down the stairs? And you oh, I remember I, when I fell <laughs> down the stairs. But wait, did you see how fast I healed? That's what everybody is talking about. How I've never seen somebody so injured in one fall and then rebound so fast. And Jackie, I have to give you credit for that because I really follow what I learn on this podcast just talking to you. And I just stepped up a lot of things that would help reduce inflammation. I took one Tylenol with that bad fall, just one. And everybody was like, whoa. For those, I think your audience really is getting to know of you, <laughs> For those of you that don't know Saren, she showed up, her face is swollen, she's got cuts all under her chin, and I'm looking at her on the Zoom call, I'm like, are you all right? <laughs> and she said, I just, I just fell down the stairs, I have a concussion, I'm like, do you think maybe we should reschedule this? <laughs> no, like, I well, just turned to profile, and I just spoke with a closed jaw because at that point I knew I had a broken tooth, but they didn't know if I had fractured my jaw. And I was like, nothing will stand in my way of doing this. We're going to use that flight that you took down the stairs. We're going to use that as our example of acute inflammation, right? So when Saren tumbled down the (laughs) stairs with her computer and hit her jaw and busted her tooth and got her concussion, her body was detecting okay, we've damaged some cells in different parts of our body, right? And in an effort to heal her body, the immune system starts sending out chemicals in the form of white blood cells, and they're released into the bloodstream. They go to the affected tissue, and they guard or protect the body, right? In your case, there was an increase in blood flow to those certain areas. And when we get that increase in blood flow, it's bringing all those white blood cells where they need to heal the tissue, right? And to take care of the injury. But then it starts to swell, right? Because it's got all that uh, blood and everything going to that particular area and it gets warm. And that's where we start seeing that warmth and redness that we know when we stub our toe or when we fall down the stairs, all of those, that's when we start seeing the body's response. And while it's painful, right, because now our nerves are stimulated in those areas and we feel that pain, that's a normal, again, protective mechanism of the body. This is where we start, our body starts healing. This is acute inflammation. Now, there are some people that will take and say, like, your, your jaw was swelling and it was red and it was hot and people look at it and they say, oh, is that an infection? Well, no, sometimes people mistake them for an infection, right? But that inflammation is is not necessarily infection. And obviously, if you have a wound or something that you're concerned it is infected, you need to go get it checked by the doctor. But in acute inflammation, uh, this is where we saw the swelling, the heat, and that's just the body's response saying, hey, I've got to take care of this. And this is the way we want our body to work. We want that acute inflammation to happen so it rushes 
all the good stuff to the site, your, in your case, your jaw and your tooth and all those other and areas. And my shoulder and my week. hip and my and ankle. <laughs> this your immune system had to get busy. <laughs> it was, I can't even tell you how many medical professionals examined me, how many scanned. It was quite an, quite an interesting two weeks of my life. And by the time they figured it all out, I was like already on the road to healing. So it was just unbelievable. You didn't miss a beat, right? You know, you are one determined woman. Well, I think cancer does that, right? Doesn't cancer, at least for me, it may, I'm just like, really? I beat stage four cancer. I don't have time for these minor injuries all over the place. But wait, I also see that same response when I'm stung by something some kind of insect, I experienced that same kind of physical reaction, a visual reaction that you're describing. Yeah, the, the inflammation is something that your body will use and bring into a situation anytime tissues are damaged, right? Anytime, but, but it's not just tissues. Inflammation can actually happen inside the body in the vessels of our arteries, and that's where we start sending the red flag up, right? This is where we start understanding the difference between acute and chronic inflammation. So I was just talking to the last couple minutes about acute inflammation and how amazing it is. And acute inflammation is really something that starts quickly and disappears in a couple of days. The problem child, the one that is really causing problems is this chronic inflammation. It's this silent inflammation. It's the one that can last for months or years. And it's really because we've not eliminated the cause. If you were <laughs> if you were throwing yourself down the stairs every day, <laughs> I don't know why that's, that's not a funny visual. It's terrible, terrible friend, Jackie, terrible friend. Jackie. Okay. So I'm not allowed. <laughs> I, I know so it was a perfect storm because I had I was jet lagged. I got off a plane. My husband didn't have the light on on the stairs. Like it was so unreal. I can trace it back and be like, wow, if I hadn't tried to carry so much, if I hadn't just put a load right. of laundry in, if I hadn't, right. if I hadn't, and you can't like, yeah. I just now how many yeah. I hold on both sides of the railing. I'm just like, I am not repeating that. I will be the most careful stair going. I, yeah. I was with my in-laws, 89 and 90, and they're flying down the stairs. And I'm like, no, not me. I'm holding on. Well, well, and the only reason I made the joke about you throwing yourself down the stairs every day, not because it was, it was not funny at all that you fell down the stairs, but that would be something that was happening on an ongoing basis. And you would have a lot of inflammation that would last. But chronic inflammation is is the one that's going on for quite a while. And, and I think about somebody that smokes every day, right? They smoke. And when they're younger, they, they started smoking. And it was irritating to them. But as they get older, the cells age. They become more susceptible to damage. And this is where we start seeing chronic inflammation. You and I, Saren, are good examples of people that had chronic inflammation. And it was silent. We didn't know it until we got the big two by four on the side of the head, which was, hey, you've got cancer. And this is something, although in when you look back, right? So I'm saying it was a two by four to the side of the head. But when I look back at my life, I'm not surprised. Yeah, we should have an inflammation survey or something because I can trace back mine just before I was finally diagnosed 
it was my birthday and I ate so many birthday cakes. I have to say that sugar probably was a cause. I And I don't know, you're going to tell us different causes, but I came from a really heavy dessert uh, family. I was literally allowed to eat dessert first as a kid. It's like a miracle. I don't have diabetes, but that must have just been years of sugar consumption and other things, but stress. And as I, I mean, said, I think as cancer survivors, as cancer survivors, we so want to find the cause. I know that I ran around trying to understand why did I get cancer? Why did I get cancer? Because I thought I was sort of the picture of health, right? And I, and I, I think I am now, <laughs> but, but back then I look, look and I realized what my idea of stress management was, oh, just let me get to the pillow tonight to get to sleep. That wow. was, I just needed to survive to get there. I was a single mom. My daughter had some health issues. I had a challenging first marriage. We have the my... same story. We really <laughs> have. My daughter had health issues, challenge. You say it so politely. I had a challenging marriage. <laughs> well, and I, I was, I was diagnosed two days before my 38th birthday. So I think it's interesting. We both had that right before our birthdays. Happy birthday. Yeah, I was I was misdiagnosed at 29 and then not diagnosed. Till I think I was 35. Wow. Yeah, it's just and, and it's you just don't you need your it's like somebody just throwing your mortality in your face and and now you've got to figure it out. Right. And so I I'm so grateful for the fact that I, first of all, I'm so grateful that I'm here, that you're here. I'm so thankful. I, I think about it all the time, how incredibly fortunate I am. And that's one of the reasons I want to shout from the rooftops. Some of the strategies that I did, you're sharing the strategies that you did, especially with laughter, humor, joy, that inner jogging, all those amazing chemicals that flood the body when people feel joy. All of those things are incredibly important when it comes to healing. And and I think it's, we're, we're all unique. We're all different. But if people can find their own little pearls, their own little pieces that can help improve their health from any of these podcasts, even if they take just one thing, right? And in fact, I challenge your listeners, all of our listeners to pick one thing today, just one thing that we talk about that they can change and, yeah. and then it's doable, right? If you look at the 10 things I talk about, it's going to feel overwhelming. But if you look at one thing that we're going to talk about, I challenge you to, to just pick one thing and make a change. Well, that's why the patients in our two studies that we did at the Comedy Cures Foundation asked for this podcast to happen. And that's why it's a 365-day podcast, because there are just so many things that anyone diagnosed with cancer, surviving cancer, can add to their repertoire and mm -hmm. have a positive impact, right? So if you don't like humor and you don't want to try some of the humor strategies from the Comedy Cures Foundation that we do here, we call it tumor humor, then listen to one of the more science-based episodes with Jackie. What she talks about is really researched and science-based. So many of the episodes are experiential. They are the things that I did and I learned along the way after being in this cancer universe for over two and a half decades since I was diagnosed. It'll be two and a half decades coming up after the new year. So 
I'm just saying, don't be overwhelmed by the fact there are hundreds of episodes or that Jackie's are a little longer because we really are doing the science-based stuff here with her. But just take a little bite every day of this apple and chew it. And if you don't like it, spit out that episode (laughs) and find another one. Jackie, in terms of diet, I cut out gluten and dairy most recently, and I have seen so much puffiness and pain after eating that I didn't even realize was coming from my diet. I have watched my body really physically transform by cutting those two things out. And I think I've mentioned before that it was my daughter who is so dramatically uh, allergic, sensitive to gluten and dairy that she came to me and asked me to please cut it out because she felt that I would have a similar response. And I have. And so inflammation can be caused by foods that you're eating. Yeah, for sure. Think about it for a second, right? There are three parts of your body that are exposed to the outside world every day, right? It's your skin, your respiratory tract, and your digestive tract, right? Which means that you are ingesting the outside world every single day. And one of the things that we don't think about is how a certain food will serve you when you eat it. How often do we put something in our mouth and think, wow, what's this going to do for me? (laughs) Unless it's like a piece of chocolate or a piece of cake. I think it's important for people to ask themselves, what kind of diet am I eating? Is it something that's going to create inflammation or is it anti-inflammatory? And then how do you even know, right? There are certain ingredients, just like you said, right? There are things like Sugar. Sugar is always on the top of my list, right? It's always there because sugar is considered an anti-nutrient. We've already done a podcast on that. Sugar is, is one that's found not only in cookies, but it's also hidden in salad dressings and bread. It's hidden everywhere. So unless you're an informed consumer, you're probably eating more sugar, added sugar than you should. Now, I'm not talking about the, the natural sugars that are like in fruits and and vegetables and things like that. I'm talking about the the white sugar that's added to things that are, that it's not serving you in any way. It's it's creating more inflammation, and that also ties into refined carbohydrates, things like bagels and cereals and crackers. And manufacturers are really clever. They're really clever in the way that they package things. So it'll say natural, and it'll be whole grain, and it will be. But unless you read that label. Being that label detective, ooh, that's a good podcast, Erin. <laughs> that's one that that's one that is going to be something that you, you just have to know what you're eating. You are what you eat. I have become so conscious of it, and that is one of the pivotal episodes I think of this podcast. So if you haven't heard Jackie's episode on sugar, you should definitely, definitely hear it. I think that we don't often put it all together, right? Especially if we're having pain from the inflammation, no one would ever think to trace it back to, oh, what did I eat today? I just don't think we think that way. And what I love about how you teach is that you really do make that kind of analogy of, okay, would you put stones in your gas tank? and try to drive, right? (laughs) Right. No, you're going to put 
the healthy gas into your gas tank and drive your car so that it runs properly. So we have to really think of ourselves that way. Well, and I also think we don't pay attention, right? We're busy. If you think we are such an on society, we are, we can't hide anymore. We've got phones with us. We've got social media. People know where we are all the time. We're not necessarily intuitively paying attention to bodies. And once you start paying attention to your body and say you go back and have a treat or a sweet or something, you wake up the next morning and you're like, I don't feel so good. What was that from? And it's really about just paying attention. For for example, like we have a lot of unhealthy fats in our diet, right? So we just talked about the sugar as being inflammatory foods, but fats are also, certain fats are inflammatory. So omega-6 oils are inflammatory. Uh, Omega-3 oils, those that are found in things like fish, those are anti-inflammatory. But omega-6 oils are in things like corn oil, safflower, soy, sunflower, and other vegetable oils. Those are inflammatory. Those are going to piss off the body and create some levels of inflammation. And even the the bad fats, like the trans fats that you might get in fast foods or certain margarines, right? Being acutely aware of where these foods are actually sneaking into our diet can make a big difference. And it doesn't mean, when I'm talking about get rid of some of these foods, it doesn't mean deprivation. I, I love to cook and I make the most delicious meals, very colorful, very visually attractive and physically satisfying, both of which are incredibly important. But I make these meals and I don't feel like I'm missing anything. And I don't think my family does either. Yeah, although my 13 year old does complain on occasion because she's like, why are we always so healthy? <laughs> You know, Jackie, I want people to go see how beautiful you are because I get the benefit of that every week. But Jackie looks like health. Like all my friends that I say, oh my gosh, you're having this issue. Go talk to Jackie. She is just beautiful from the inside and out, but you look healthy. Like you actually look like a healthy being. And and they can oh, see it on your website. And okay, so people have filters, they retouch. You're just naturally raw. We get on here, crack a dawn to do recordings, and you just come out like from the shower looking healthy. Oh. And so you're like your best, your best testimonial for why. Well, I think you look like the, well. you look like the picture of health. You look like the picture of health too. I think we're we're very fortunate. To, to take good care of ourselves. We have the ability to take good care of ourselves. And I think that's why we're so passionate about what we're doing, right? We're so passionate about sharing this message. Nutrition matters. Lifestyle matters. I, I think it, it, what we do is pay it forward. And for those of you that are cancer survivors or going through cancer now, you too will probably feel that way at some point where you want to help somebody else because you recognize that feeling. You recognize what it feels like to be vulnerable, to be scared, to be in a position where you feel like you have no control. And and I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity to, to support your community, Sarah. And, and it's my community now, too, in the sense that I'm a cancer survivor and I feel supported by you, too. I love you. This is we could just compliment <laughs> each other all day. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we, we really fangirl. We really do. This is like really, real, real, real. But I actually saw a study that it came up on a Veterans Administration 
website page that talked about rheumatoid arthritis and how laughter mm -hmm. reduces cytokines and reduces mm -hmm. inflammation among people with rheumatoid arthritis. So right. I think right. there is something to this. There's so many studies. I'm actually going to do a review of some of the research studies because I think that when the listener hears how incredible laughter, joy, hope, positivity, gratitude, all these things are on the body, mind, and spirit, I just think to laugh a few minutes a day, it doesn't cost you anything. And the benefits well, according it, to all these research studies are incredible. And I think it's one of the reasons why I survived, even though they said to get my affairs in order, because by starting the Comedy Cures Foundation, I did a deep dive into just mm -hmm. bathing myself, surrounding myself right. with comedy right. and laughing every day. So I'm really interested in, in how this can have this impact on the body. Right. And, and those types of studies that you mentioned, especially like rheumatoid, that was a study that was on a specific disease state. And you can almost take that information and apply it to other inflammatory conditions, right? So if laughter is benefiting rheumatoid arthritis, it's going to benefit some of those other inflammatory conditions as well. It's one of the things that I think from a nutritional standpoint, if I can kind of pivot just a little bit, uh, you mentioned gluten, and and I just wanted to make sure I kind of touched on the top ones. We talked about sugars and and the the oils, the omega six oils, and the trans fats to avoid. Gluten is something that can be rather inflammatory in our society because it's highly chemicalized, and gluten is the, is what is found in in like breads and pastas, and part of the reason is the way that it's manufactured in our country. But gluten is something that many people are sensitive to, might not realize it, but it's especially important to avoid gluten if you have celiac disease, which is a disease where they're allergic to gluten basically, or if you're sensitive that you've got some other, you know, reaction to eating types of gluten. I'm actually one of those people. I'm not celiac, but I don't feel well when I eat gluten, so I avoid it. So this is where it comes down to really knowing yourself and knowing how you how your body responds. Dairy actually has the, the protein casein in it, and casein is one that people are sensitive to, and people with inflammatory diseases sometimes struggle with eating this. And so, again, that's something to to pay attention to. My oldest child has a seizure disorder and we also pay close attention to food additives because there's, they put additives in everything, Sarah. And they're just like MSG that you find in like Asian foods, soy sauce, soup, salad dressings. Those are things that are bad for the brain, can hurt the liver. Those are things that, that people, again, should be careful of. Well, these are preservatives. That's why people are dumping them into our food because we're not eating the kind of diet that we used to eat when people were farming and we were getting the foods fresh each day. This whole game about just how long can we have that expiration date be and how many right. things can well, we put in there to keep this food from going stale? Well, you think about it, right? They, they like for, with the trans fats, those were man-made to, to increase the shelf life for certain foods. And, and if you look at a product that is a trans fat, has some trans fats in it, it's 
going to maintain its normal state for years, right? It just, but then just imagine what that does inside your body. It just, it, it wreaks havoc in your body. Even artificial sweeteners, right? Like things like aspartame, that chemical is something that can make your immune system go a little haywire and that can cause inflammation. And I am going to touch on alcohol and everyone gets mad at me for alcohol. Please don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> I don't drink, so you can go right ahead. I don't really, really either. And it's, it's like people, it's like one of the biggest questions I get from people. And, and obviously, it doesn't mean that people have to abstain completely from alcohol, but alcohol is a burden on the liver, right? And, and if someone is excessively drinking alcohol, it's tough on the liver. It can weaken its function, and it can also cause other problems with your other organs and create inflammation in addition to causing some damage in the, in the gut. And that's really, those are kind of important things to think about because it doesn't mean you have to be perfect, but if you're consuming alcohol, make the rest of your diet really clean, right? So you just try to find a nice balance. When I have people come to work with me, and they feel like they are inflamed, right? They're just got some aches and pains and they're maybe they're overweight because obesity is an, is an inflammatory condition as well. I look at eight, real, eight core factors for things that create inflammation. And it's not just nutrition. We just spent a lot of time on nutrition, but it's, it's really stress, right? So you and I had that we we had that all figured out when we were younger, didn't we, Sarah? And we had a lot of we had a lot of, of stress. The other is toxins, you know, what we're exposed to, plastics, parabens, phthalates, just our aging process in general, right? So as we get older, we become less resilient, our cells become less resilient, and so this is where we're more vulnerable to getting diseases. What kind of medication are they on? What are you on? And and what what is that doing to your body? A person's hydration status. We already covered nutrition, but sleep is incredibly important because lack of sleep is a perceived stressor on the body and then even movement, right? So how we move our body is, is something that makes a big difference in how inflamed we are, right? Couch potatoes are more inflamed than people that are exercising on a regular basis. Will you repeat the eight again, just the names of them? Because a lot of times sure. people are driving or walking the dog and they don't have a pen yeah. or paper. And so I think if we restate them too, it'll just kind of anchor in there a little more. So can you repeat those eight? Sure, sure. And I just re relaunched my or rebranded my company and launched a new website. And these are also on my website with a very cool graphic. So if you get a chance to look at it, I'd love you to see it. But the eight core factors, things that cause inflammation, according to Jackie Bryan, <laughs> <laughs> and based on the research that I've done, are stress, toxins, aging, the medication you're on, your hydration status, your diet, how well you're sleeping and how well you're moving. That's great. And it's a whole, it's a whole person approach, Sarah. It's, it's not, it's never just one thing. And I think that's what I learned after I was diagnosed with cancer. I, I seriously, I got my master's at Tufts medical school. I went to an epidemiologist there and I was like, why did I get cancer? Help me figure this out. I was so determined to understand how this happened. 
And I've come to realize it wasn't just one thing. <laughs> I'd like to be able to just blame the ex-husband <laughs> and be done with it. Right? Wait a minute. You but... don't? Oh, gosh. You know, I have to stop blaming him? No, I'm, actually, I'm, actually fri- I'm actually friends with my ex-husband. So he, he's a very nice man. So I, don't, I, wrote, I, don't... I wrote my ex-husband's <laughs> dating profile. We're, we're cool. We're definitely cool. Yeah. So we can't throw them under the bus all the time, but the amount of stress I had, even toxin exposures, I think you and I were about the same age, Saren, and, and we were raised in a generation where they were just really getting into the packaged foods. They were just kind of getting into the, we weren't getting as many home-cooked meals. We were getting things. There's a lot of- Wait, Jackie, I was raised by a single dad. I lived on Swanson TV dinners. Like I, <laughs> I knew them by heart how to fold back the little things. I was so young and I knew how to make that Swanson TV dinner. So I had a long history of horrible nutrition. Well, and you think, so I was, my dad, my dad was a single dad. I would visit him and I was on SpaghettiOs, right? So I don't even want to know how many ingredients are in that. But then I also (laughs) thought about, I was a a three sport collegiate athlete and I was knocked around a lot as a, as an athlete. And I think about all the inflammation that happened then who knows what actually caused it. I, I, but I did for the longest time lose sleep over the fact of why me, which is that little pity party I was kind of doing at the beginning. Like, why did this happen? I, I need to understand it. And, and I think as, as I've grown older, it's been 20 years since I was diagnosed that I started to, to understand why not me, <laughs> right? So I, I look at my life and I think, I'm a very deep feeling person. I have a lot of stress. I had a lot of stress in my life. There was a lot of, I was getting hit in different angles and it could have been that perfect storm, right? It could have been that perfect storm. I just want to say, I have to be a little (laughs) self-deprecating because I, I never said why me. And I think this is my ridiculously strong, maybe over the top self-esteem. I don't want to say ego, but I was Maybe it's a little bit of hero complex, but I was like, (laughs) I got cancer. I, it means that God wants me to do something to improve the world of cancer (laughs) patients. So I never, ever said, why me? Which is I'm listening to you and, and I help so many people through cancer. And we do go through that, that conversation of people saying, why me? And I just think it's so funny because it never entered my head one time because <laughs> well, I just literally was like, I have to do something amazing. <laughs> well, and you have, and you have my, my process. I went through sort of the stages of grief, the denial, the why me. And then, and then I'm, as I've shared, I think in other podcasts, I'm a little Irish girl and I get mad, I got mad. And then I got, so it was, I went through all these different stages to come to this place of acceptance and and like you felt this incredible desire to do something about it, right? It, you know, it, it is such a paralyzing diagnosis to get. You get diagnosed and I, I honestly cannot say that I wasn't completely paralyzed. I was. I was when, and, and, and I hated that vulnerable feeling and feeling afraid and feeling like I've lost control of my life and all of those things. But then, and I think hopefully, hopefully for our audience that's listening, for those of you that are in the throes of it, right, as you're moving through the treatment, it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to feel vulnerable. It's okay to feel afraid. 
no one expects you to take the world and, and start fixing and helping everybody. But eventually, as you, you move through this experience, you'll feel more confident in your body and you'll be able to, to find ways that are meaningful for you. Everybody does it in a different way. Right? 100%. And, and all, and all I the, think that because yeah. I had the blessing to know about Norman Cousins and the impact of laughter and dealing with your emotions while you're going through a serious illness, that just that first night getting all those comedy videos that shows you how long ago it yeah. was and then sitting right, down right. and watching the comedy videos all night long my first night of diagnosis that just catapulted me out of the paralysis at for whatever right. reason right. knowing that man's story yeah. and how he used humor and laughter really gave me my footing so early on mm -hmm. in this journey. And so that's why yeah. I think I focus a lot in this podcast on explore, just giving yourself that gift of laughter, explore sure. looking at your situation yeah. from a comic perspective. That's why the episodes with Missy Hall, the comedian that used to perform for comedy oh, cures all the time. And then yeah, Missy's amazing. And then, called me to help her through cancer treatment. And then I said, could we record the conversation? So you get this blend of somebody who really is going through every real aspect of a cancer diagnosis treatment, and then now mm -hmm. survivorship. And yet we look at it through a comic perspective also. Right. And we teach that. So if you haven't heard Missy's episodes, I think boy, we're over 20 of them right now. You might really find that interesting if someone is struggling with how do I find the funny when I'm so scared or just in so much pain. So I just always like to shout out that that there are so many different episodes for people to really grab onto in this journey. And Jackie, I am just curious. So sleep plays into it. How much mm -hmm. alcohol? So if somebody wants to have alcohol, is there a recommendation of how to do it? Do it with food, do it with water, only do one. Okay. Same thing with sleep. Like, yeah. What's I the mean, guidance? <laughs> Again, everybody's unique. And I will say, if I'm just talking about alcohol, if you don't drink, don't start. I have two older children. My daughter's 30 and my son is 22 and neither one of them drank alcohol. They chose not to have it in their life. They're, they're into fitness and health, and that's fine. So if you don't drink, don't start. I'm not sure what my 13-year-old's going to do. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see with her. But the recommendation by the, by the government, basically, is that if you're a woman, you should have no more than one drink per day. If you're a man, you should have no more than two drinks per day. But that's for healthy individuals, right? That's for people that are not currently dealing with any type of an illness. So one thing about alcohol is it does go in and it behaves very differently in your body. And so we have talked about alcohol in the past. And so I, I don't know how much time I should spend on it here. But no, that's just I great. Think, they can go back and listen yeah. to that episode. I just want to give a guidance and then for sleep, yeah. like what do people yeah. The recommendation is seven to eight hours of quality sleep, really quality. You wake up rested and you can assess that by really seeing how you feel the next day. 
and and being curious, right? So if you're somebody that that is waking up and you're not feeling rested, maybe you've gained some weight recently, you can always do a sleep study to determine if you've got sleep apnea, something along that line. So those are things that you can explore. I think one thing that's helpful is for for people to figure out how do I know if I'm inflamed? So this is, wow, Jackie, Sarah, and this is a great podcast, but what do I do with this information, right? And you don't have to do all these assessments on your own. You can meet with your doctor. You can, they can review your medical history. Isn't there a blood test? Yeah, that's, I just, we said it at the same time. Yeah, there's a, a blood test. They call it CRP, which stands for C-reactive protein. It's an inflammatory marker in the body. Less than 10 milligrams per liter is normal. If it is over 10 milligrams per liter, then it is a sign of some possible infection, trauma, chronic disease. And that will go up and down if there's something even acute happening. So it's not, it's not a bad uh, blood test to do. Usually you have to ask for it. If, you're, if your doctor is not suspicious that there's something inflammatory going on, then that is a test you can ask for. Your MD, if you, you may suspect that you have some inflammation, especially like acute inflammation, they're going to recommend maybe some medication, rest, uh, possibly surgery if there's something going on. The, the thing I wanted to touch on more importantly is the over-the-counter medications that we pop sometimes like candy, <laughs> the, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like the Motrin, the Advil, naproxen like Aleve, even <clears throat> the acetaminophen like Tylenol. These are common pain relievers that, that can be taken. The, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories help reduce inflammation, however it can cause problems with the gut and can sort of have a rebound effect in the body. So I caution people on that. Try to implement some lifestyle strategies before you start taking all of these non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications. Obviously, listen to your medical team. Very important, right? They are the leaders in your healthcare, not, not this podcast. But question them if they're asking you to take these non-steroidal anti-inflammatories on a regular basis. Be curious. Be a curious and informed consumer. Ask them why. Is there anything else that I can do? Because some of the lifestyle things that we discussed can make a difference. And then acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, that's a, a common pain reliever. It is not something that will reduce inflammation. It's more of a band-aid. It kind of masks the pain. There are people that do sort of corticosteroids. Those are the steroids. Sometimes they will inject into a joint to help with short-term reduction of inflammation. Sometimes that inflammation will come back. And there's side effects to those as well. You don't want to do those long term, right? Because that can cause some problems with the actual tissue that you're injecting it into. And the side effects of them can be concerning. This is the corticosteroids, things like osteoporosis, high blood pressure, weight gain, all, all sorts of things. So we really want to pay attention to the things that we're doing to rid our body of inflammation. I love this idea of teaching people the itis suffix. <laughs> because yes. yeah. So any of the that's yeah, we talked we were talking about that the other day. Any of the itises like are considered inflammation. Bursitis, bronchitis, carditis, gastroenteritis rheumatoid arthritis, itis, itis, itis is inflammation, right? That's inflammation. That's a, that's just the, the medical code word. <laughs> I grew up 
knowing that so young because my mom was diagnosed with uveitis, which is swelling of the eye. And I was actually told that if she had, she's passed away, but if she had that today, she wouldn't have gone blind. So as a little kid, I knew that that itis was a bad thing. And <laughs> we've ragged on our ex-husbands too much, but my inflammation <laughs> is called by husbanditis. <laughs> <laughs> well, but one of the things when you were just talking about your mom, and I'm so sorry that you lost her at an earlier age, and but we have we are so blessed to live now in a time where there's so many wonderful resources for different types of health conditions. We talk a lot about doing these natural solutions. And again, I am eternally, I'm so excited to share this information with people, but I'm eternally grateful for the Western medicine and, and all of the the discoveries, especially in cancer, because I'm, I know that I'm here because of the incredible medical team that I had. And I, I believe that wholeheartedly. And then I took what they gave me, right? They got, they helped me. I had the double mastectomy, the eight rounds of chemo, the weeks of radiation, years of hormone therapy. But after that, I took it as a clean slate. I'm like, okay, uh, what am I going to do now? What, what I get a second chance here. What can I do? And those are the things that I decided that I wanted to, to grab a hold of. And then as my business started, Saren, because of my illness, right? I was a nurse. I did critical care nursing. <clears throat> and, and I ended up working with many people that were survivors just to help them because I, all the things that I was learning, I wanted to share. And then my husband said to me, he goes, honey, you could make this a business, right? And I was like, what do you mean? And that's really how it all started was, was the School of Hard Knocks. I got knocked around a lot. And then I decided to bring in all of these wonderful techniques and strategies that I was doing and, and share it with the world. And that's what we're doing today. So if I were to, to kind of give some thoughts, like just recommendations for how to move forward with this whole inflammation thought, you want to hear them? I do. And I have a joke for you because, you know, I always try to find a good joke for you. Do you want to tell the joke first? No, I'm going to tell it out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here's Jackie's recommendations. If you can reduce inflammation naturally, the things that we talked about, those eight core factors that we talked about, work on the sleep, work on your diet, work on your stress, work on the toxins in your life. We can't do a lot about aging, <laughs> but we can do our best to support our body as we go through the aging process. Reduce the inflammatory foods. Eliminate those things that are aggravating your body, causing stressors in your body. Replace the, the foods with those nourishing ones, the omega-3 fatty acids, turmeric, phytonutrients, fruits and vegetables, all the things we've talked about in our other podcasts. Manage stress, bring in some exercise, meditation, prayer, and then improve your sleep hygiene. I'm going to add intimacy, touch, orgasm, sexual health. I, I'm going to add in that whole piece because for me, that makes everything feel good and right in the world for my, with my right. husband, honestly, for sure. <laughs> I don't know if it's scientifically proven, but don't you think your body looks really good after you've been intimate with your husband? I'm like, yes. this yes, is the for best, sure. best, for best sure. thing. If I'm not laughing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I think all of those, I think everyone needs to find 
where their own happy place is, right? And so I think that's the most important thing for people to find what works best for them. And a body imbalance, a body imbalance doesn't mean there's no inflammation, but it means inflammation happens and then it goes away. We just don't want the chronic stuff. We don't want it hanging around where it's going to wreak havoc with our organs inside. When you start feeling good, like when the body is in balance, you'll know it. Like I, I, my husband laughs because I always say to him, I'm always like, I love feeling so good. Like I literally, I'm like, this is awesome, right? And it, you get addicted to feeling good, right? And you, sometimes you don't know how poorly you are feeling until you make the shift to a healthier lifestyle. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I really wasn't feeling well back then. And it makes a lot of sense just because if your body is so busy being distracted by processing mm-hmm. all of this toxicity, all of the stress, all of this mm-hmm. inflammatory response, then right. your immune system isn't taking care of the things that it needs to take care of because we're all exposed to different things coming in and out of our body that our body has to take care of and fight. Also, we all have cancer running around, but our immune system takes care of it, right? If it's working properly, but if it's so busy thinking about the inflammation, how is it dealing with cancerous activity or viruses that come in? So this just makes just so much common sense. Yes. Yeah. I love, I, I, it, to me, it makes sense. It works. I, I'm walking the walk with everybody. I, I'm not doing anything. I'm not asking people to do anything that I'm not doing myself. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's not easy. Peeling the onion and identifying things that we need to improve, it's not easy, right? It requires self-reflection. It requires us to slow down long enough to look and pay attention and but when you do that, when you can take the time and gosh, you deserve it, right? You really do. You deserve to feel you deserve to feel good. Well, my life depended on it. Like they said, get yes. your affairs in order. So I had to yeah. ship I had to shape up or ship out. Literally. <laughs> I I had I I was out of ideas in the cancer world. They just yeah. didn't have anything at that time to help me beat this. So I had to reinvent myself. I had to reinvent my immune system. I had to reinvent my diet, my stress, everything. And I really feel that I'm walking proof that you can you can do things that can really help you. It doesn't always work, but at least give it a chance. That's the way I think right. about it. Right. And that's why this podcast is is so dear to me. Jackie, thank you yeah, I so love it. much. Thank you. This was okay, fun can today. I tell thank you my you. dumb joke? Yes, yes, share away. <laughs> okay. You might claim that pain meds don't reduce inflammation, but ibuprofen you're wrong. Very cute. Very cute. I did not write that, but it actually is kind of funny. I thought it was really it was very clever. Cute. Very, very cute. I love it. Ibuprofen I love it. is <laughs> for like Motrin and, and I think Aleve. It's an anti-inflammatory, but I just thought it was so cute. Ibuprofen, you're wrong, but profen. <laughs> I, I, I just love wordplay, so I thought that was clever. That's so fun. That is so fun. (laughs) All right. 
I I heard a lot of different podcasts we could do, Jackie. I heard you say labels. <laughs> and I heard a lot of different ones here. Even your list, your eight list of things. We could just go down that yeah. list too. So hopefully yeah. you will come back to Beating Cancer Daily. Oh, I'd love to. It's always a pleasure to be with you and everybody else out there. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Yay. So if you want to get a hold of Jackie, if you want to see how beautiful my friend is, if you want to follow up with her on anything that she mentioned on this podcast or membership or her private practice, and you can't find her, go to comedycures.org and just ask for Jackie Bryan, and we will send you the correct spelling of her name and her signature. And you can do what I do, which is stalk Jackie for health advice on her website in her <laughs> programs, <laughs> because I feel better. I have the eight day clean eating challenge now on there. So people can try that. That's kind of fun. And that's free, right? Yep. You yeah. just go on the website and sign up. And then also you can find Jackie monthly on our health builder workshops. And guess what? If you sign up at comedycares.org on the homepage, you can actually ask Jackie questions live. We do this live once a month, the next ones towards the end of January and you will be able to learn even more in her long live sessions and then ask questions. So Jackie, thanks for doing that too. I hope you have a great day, Jackie. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Sarah. And have a great day. Have a blessed day and I'll see you tomorrow. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then I'd love to ask for you to go to comedycures.org and check out our membership circle levels. You will find even more resources and more programming like our live virtual Q&A sessions with me, our live Comedy Cures events with our very talented comedians, live health builder workshops with Jackie Bryan hosted by me, a robust monthly newsletter, plus much more. It's really an exciting community. So please consider becoming a member, giving it as a gift, telling your friends, telling your hospital support group all about this community. I can't think of a more empowering way to go through a cancer journey or your survivorship or your caregiving experience than with us at Beating Cancer Daily. It's truly an honor to serve you. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>